a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What can you do to reach out to gamers? That's what we're going to be talking about in this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. I'm your host, once again, Andy Johns with Word South, and I'm joined today by Brian Bissonette, who is the marketing supervisor at Paul Bunyan Communications in Bemidji, Minnesota. Uh, how are you? Awesome. Great to see you up here in northern Minnesota, Andy. Great, and it's good to be up here. We are recording this at the Minnesota Telecom Alliance Peer Marketing Group um, Fall 2018 meeting. I think we've got all that uh, together, um, but it's been a good few days up here. Um, and one of the things that I'd heard about uh, a little bit before I got up here, and then uh, Brian and I got to talk about it a little more, was the gaming tournament uh, that they're doing over at Paul Bunyan. And I wanted just to talk a little bit about that. So it, as a, just a quick overview, what is the GigaZone Gaming Championship? Well, it was an idea that we formulated about three years ago. This um, was to try to uh, come up with a, a way to reach out to those gamers who obviously have a lot of online needs. Um, it's a big part of gaming um, is your quality of your internet connection. And we know with our GigaZone and Gigabit Internet, both upload and download speeds, there's low latency. It's the prime time uh, service that uh, that gamers would really enjoy and in, in a lot of ways gives them a competitive advantage against others who don't have such a great connection. Right. Um, and so that uh, that was really the impetus. And we certainly have seen a lot of the esports taking off. Right. And you see, uh, you know, I think what really kicked in for us is a few years ago that the LA Forum sold out with uh, one of the their um, gaming tournaments and an e-sporting event, um, obviously on a grand scale. Sure. But if you can get people to pay and fill up the um, LA Forum to watch people game, we're like, we could probably re replicate something like that for our region, and nothing like that really exists um, uh, in, in a rural um, uh, area. It's all going to be in, a, in an L.A. or a New York, and we're right. like, we could do that. Um, and that's what got us started down the path that, hey, we should do something like that on a, on a scale that uh, is fitting for us, but it's very similar. We have the... Jumbotrons, the eSports stadium stage okay. that uh, the major, the main tournament every year is held on. And we've got crowds that come and watch. Um, but uh, it's morphed into a whole lot more than just that one, uh, that one main stage eSport tournament. Um, and, uh, and so that's kind of how it got started. Sure. And, and I'd like to get into to everything else that goes on. Let's talk about the audience first, because I think... Um, you know, somebody may be listening and they may be saying, I'm not a gamer, I don't really understand it. But more and more, uh, the more that I uh, get into it, think about it, the more uh, kind of with some of the plans Word South has for 2019, I really think that gamers are an important audience for uh, telcos to really look at because, like you said, they need that, that uh, synchronous speeds, the upload and the download fast. And a lot of times the demographic is changing from who gamers are. It's not just your 12 to 18-year-olds anymore. There are a lot of, lot of grown-ups who game, and if you can offer a package that's going to, like you said, give them a competitive advantage or at least a lot more convenience online, that's a key audience for telcos to go after. Absolutely. And if you think about gamers, what they invest in gaming. I mean, you've got the console, you've got the different games, That's the controllers. I mean, there's a lot of investment they're already making. And if they don't have the connectivity, that investment is not, uh, you know, getting to its potential. And uh, if they're making those types of investments, they want the maximum potential. Um, and so you're right. I, I, certainly for us, we recognize that the gamers... Um, there's certainly, a, it's a community um, in and of itself, um, but uh, they're hard to reach because where do you play video games? 
at home, right? On your computer. And while you may be playing against 50 people, maybe in the region or across the country, you're not seeing them. You're not hanging out with them. They're conversing maybe over their audio or, or, uh, you know, messaging. But um, it's hard to reach them sometimes because they are usually, um, you know, in their home playing and uh, and um, it's it, and it's a demographic that's also tough to reach. Now, granted, there's a ton of people that are gamers. I'm a gamer. If you want to talk about somebody who owns a console game, now I'm not a gamer that plays a lot of online competitions against other people. I like to play the sports games and sure. um, those types of things. So there's a lot of casual gamer, right? And then there's the serious gamer about the games that they play. Now, this year we're featuring Overwatch as the uh, main stage esports stadium style tournament. Okay. Um, and so that's got a huge following. But there's a lot of other tournaments that we have at the championship that are not necessarily on the main stage, but have a lot of prizes up for grabs. Like Fortnite is a very popular game now, and there we'll have a tournament of that. We'll have a tournament of Madden. That was my influx into okay. this. All right. Because a lot of our internet department, of course, are gamers. Okay. And so they're very well versed on what games are popular and how you can hold tournaments and what are good for tournaments and what aren't. Um, but for me, when I went to the first one, there wasn't a sports game. And I'm like, do you know there's a lot of casual people like me that have console games that like to play Madden or FIFA or NHL or MLB, whatever it might be. Sure. Um, and we should tap into that, that audience as well because it's a different type of gamer. I don't play Overwatch. Um, but I do play Madden, I'll come. And if I come, then you get exposed to everything else, um, you know, every other game. Um, and uh, and it's really been neat. Um, it's really grown. Um, this is the third one we have coming up. It's going to be on October 20th at the Sanford Center in Bemidji. It's absolutely free. There's nothing anybody will spend a dime on unless they want to buy a T-shirt about the game, you know, some merchandise about the tournament, or food and beverage. Everything else is free. Admission is free. We've got tons of um, tournaments that people can enter for free, and then they have a chance to win all sorts of uh, cash and prizes. And then what we've really done that really, I think, has, uh, has made the event to me as far as just you walk in and, and you, one, you know you're at a gaming event, um, sure. but really added to the ambiance and the fun is we've lined the walls with arcade games. Um, oh, cool. Like the old school kind old of... Old art- school and new school. Um, okay. We had Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man. We okay. had pinball machines. We're thinking about adding more because pinball is, is a game anybody can play and loves. Sure. Um, but then we had like Big Buck Hunter 3. And um, so it was a combination of new and old. And our, um, our gaming vendor in town um, has been great um, and loves the event uh, as well because, of course, it's showcasing a lot of his, um, his products. But also, um, it's a dead time. You know, the, the resorts uh, have closed, and so a lot of the machines that he's getting back in, we are able to get. Um, okay. and, and, and that's really added to the ambience. So anybody can come in. We have open gaming on the consoles, the Xboxes and Playstations, when tournaments aren't going on. Then we've got the tournaments, but then we've got all those arcade games that are free to come and play. And so they're winding up against the wall, and that's been the funnest thing for me to see is the people just walking up and going, I can go play any of these right now? Because, of course, if you go to an arcade, you're going to have to put in a couple of bucks. Bring, bring your quarters with yeah, you. Bring yeah, bring your quarters, and you're going to end up spending a lot of money. Um, and so um, it's really a unique opportunity. And we, we've seen because of, um, you know, I think word spreading, um, you know, uh, it's not just that gaming demographic that you'd think. Um, and we do get that, as you would hope, sure. um, that 12 to 25-year-old. But we've seen a lot of 30-plus that have come and, uh, and I think really have taken to the event because, again, I can't figure out why anybody who has an interest in gaming wouldn't attend. I mean, it's absolutely free. And we're going to market a little differently because I think they're used to free events not being so free there's right. a catch like right. you know timeshare you got to listen to this hour about the gigazone right. we don't do any of that hmm. um while we are obviously marketing ourselves there because it's the gigazone gaming championship right. um 
it's not in your face, um, you know, overly promoted. Um, it's all about gaming that day, and we're, uh, you know, we have a cosplay contest just like all the big ones have where people come dressed up. I was going to ask about that, if you had much of the costumes. We do. On. People That's do. That's cool. cool. I, I, they had to explain it to me first. I'm like, what do you mean by cosplay? I thought that meant, you know, you're playing with, the, you know, a, a different teams and things like that. Okay. It's a costume contest. I'm like, well, why okay. don't you just call it that? Right. <laughs> well, that's, that's what it's called in the gaming world. So okay. we do have cosplay. Um, and um, last year, um, it's a, it was a two-day event last year, and we've paired it, paired it back to one day again, um, which was the first year. Um, but we got about 3,500, 4,000 people that came through the door wow. over those two days. And we expect about that much, if not more, hopefully this year. And we've got room. I mean, the, the facility is awesome for this event. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, um, we encourage everybody to come up if you can. Um, if you have any interest in or in the area or want to make a trip because you love gaming, Bemidji, Minnesota is the place to be on Saturday, October 20th. It starts at, I think, 9 a.m. And usually the, the main stage, um, this watch this year, Overwatch 3v3 lockout tournament. I'm sounding like a gamer now. Oh, you sound, yeah, very credible. Yeah, very authoritative. <laughs> it usually uh, wraps up around 6 or 7 at night. So it's a full day of gaming activity, okay. and people can come and go as they please. Sure, and uh, and I'll put a plug in, because Bemidji, it's a beautiful area. You've got the, the Paul and Babe statue for Paul Bunyan out there. You've got the Lake Itasca, the, the start of the Mississippi nearby. Just a beautiful area. I had three other things I was going to talk about. Um, want to talk about reaching that audience. You said how you guys are promoting the event. Um, and that was something that you brought up yesterday. We talked about just a little bit. Um, but it was important to you not just to go for the, the social media advertising, but to make it a, a kind of a broader reach. How, how are you reaching these folks to tell them this is going on? Because that's obviously pretty good growth to, to be a, a, you know, have the event two years and already have 3,500 to 4,000 people um, in northern Minnesota. That's, that's excellent. Yeah, you know, we've been really pleased. I think part of it is, uh, you know, we've really had success with the event that we throw and I think people know they're going to be high quality uh, events um, and, and a lot of fun for, for everyone. So you get some word of mouth there. Yeah, we get a little bit of word of mouth because of our cooperative celebration, our free community walleye feed doesn't do us any um, disservice when it comes to, oh, they're having an event, I want to go to it. Okay. Um, because they know it's done right. So you've got the reputation from your other events. I think so, that yeah. and uh, certainly online advertising and uh, reaching out on social um, you know, um, have been a major way for us to reach this demographic, go where they are. But we also do a a lot of mass marketing. You know, we have our own cable system with, uh, you know, region-wide, uh, you know, over 17,000 locations have our service. So we, ha we have TV ads that run. Now, that's awesome because it's free. Um, right. System. Right. Um, but we also do a ton of radio and um, we don't do so much, um, we don't really do like newspaper because that's not that demographic, but we do online through our local newspaper, you know, different things like that. Um, and our internet department has done a great job of outreaching to all the different gaming clubs in the region, um, the various uh, high school and college groups because there's gaming groups at all of them. Interesting. If you're not aware of that. I was not, but now I am. We've got, uh, you know, State University, Bemidji State Universities at, uh, in, in our hometown. And so uh, there's gaming groups, clubs there. And, and sometimes it divides up into games. You know, there's a League of Legends club. There's an Overwatch club. Other times it's just a gaming club to, to talk about gaming and play. Um, and the high school does the same thing. They have their own groups. And so that outreach really helps because, of course, if you can get to them, you know that they're talking to a lot of other people That's true. in the gaming community. Right. And so, you know, word of mouth, of course, by getting to them. And then, of course, we put posters out around the community and things like that. So we don't, uh, you know, we don't, we don't um, hold back. Yeah, it's, doesn't sound like we it. We pull out all the stops to try to uh, make sure everybody's aware of the event. Sure. A um, couple of other uh, things there, but... I don't know how much you want to get into budget and that type of thing, but what does it take for 
to host a gaming tournament? Obviously, you've got to rent out the space, um, but what else do you have to do um, to make this happen? Or what does Paul Bunyan have to do to make this happen? Yeah, you know, it's our, all our investment. Obviously, we don't charge admission. Um, it's, uh, we look at it, it's strictly a marketing event. Um, you know, this is to promote our, our company and what we do and get them in front of us. Um, and see our staff um, as well as experience the service. All of the gaming uh, you right. know, that's done online is done with our gigabit internet, um, and they can see how that works. Um, yeah, it, it's an investment. Um, we obviously have to rent the facility. Um, we uh, we do sell some shirts and, and clothing uh, attire that uh, you know that that's just more to, to for marketing than anything sure, else. Right. People want to take a piece home with them, then that'll help offset the cost. Right. Um, it's part of my marketing budget. You know, dedicated to events um, that are unique. Um, and to reach, uh, reach out to the community and also to bring people into the community. We're big on economic development and the trickle-down impact that has on our cooperative. If our businesses are doing well, that means their employees are still employed, they're living. All of, That's true. You know, it's, it's, it's cyclical, and, and we understand that. And I don't know if, uh, if everybody has that same, um, same approach, but we certainly see it and believe it. And, you know, we're going to be successful if our members are successful, and we can help bring some things in, and this certainly has. Um, so, so, so like when you mentioned the the gaming um, vendor that you had there with the arcades, do, do you have additional sponsors with this, or is it all sponsored by Paul Bunyan? It's all sponsored by Paul Bunyan. We um, we do have a couple of um, uh, gaming um, businesses in town that we reach out to that can participate. They run one runs a magic tournament. It's not all online gaming. Uh, magic is a card game, sure, and it has a big following. And that actually has been fun to see because every tournament we've had since the beginning of that tournament has been, I'd say, sold out, but it doesn't cost you anything. It's okay. been full. It's been, yeah, booked. Yeah. And they, uh, they're probably our best advocates. They cannot believe, one, that we incorporated magic into this, um, but two, that, uh, that uh, you know, we have great prizes. It, it's the best tournament of magic they participate in is the feedback we get. Um, and so, you know, that, uh, that's certainly um, a part of it. But, yeah, we don't allow sponsorships. It's our event. And we want it to be just our event. Um, and so, therefore, we don't, you know, get some revenue from it. But it's all Paul Bunyan and the GigaZone at this thing. We didn't want it to be convoluted with other sponsors. Sure. So, we'll pay um, our arcade vendor, who is a member of the cooperative, okay. for his services. Sure. Um, and, uh, and of course, I think because of the loyalty we have, um, they uh, they provide us a pretty good rate. Sure. That, uh, well, that, yeah, that, you'd hope. Yeah. Well, of course, they know that otherwise these machines are sitting in their shop. You know? <laughs> right. And, and, and right. They want to support the cooperative. Right. Um, so it's a win-win-win all the way around. Um, it's certainly an investment. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it is, and, you know, we're we're a mid-to-large-size cooperative, the largest telecom cooperative in Minnesota. Um, and so um, it does take some resources to put it on, but... Um, we certainly feel it, it, it's well worth the investment. It's unfortunately, just like most of marketing, there's no quid pro quo. We can't walk out of there going, hey, we got 50 more customers. <laughs> right. We've got, you know, a lot of them are our customers already, of course. And, and these people are going to stay with us. We're going to keep, you know, all these gamers now because they went to this event and saw us. I mean, there's just no way to measure that. Right. Um, but we certainly can tell by the vibe um, and, and the feedback that we get, not just at the event, but year round. It's talked about um, that it, it, it's certainly done what we have wanted it to do, and uh, and we'll just keep on continuing on. And we don't see gaming going away. We only see oh, it getting bigger and better. Yeah, right. Well, let's get into that a little bit more if you want to. And, and you don't, uh, you obviously don't have to say any numbers or figures. But in terms of what your what that investment consists of, so you're you're are you having to rent the jumbotrons or the screens? Yep. You've Audio, got some. Visual, okay, so you got. 
Okay. Our, our, we have a lot of staff that work the event, and it's on a Saturday. Okay. Um, do you have to do licensing for any of these games, or no, is it? No, um, you know, we um, it depends, I guess. Okay. Um, but uh, we found that most of them are pretty good about that. Um, and, and some are particular. The first two years, League of Legends was the main stage tournament, and they were great. They're just like you can't use our logo, but you can use any footage of the games, okay. you know, and anything that you want, and you can say League of Legends, obviously. Right. Um, and then uh, Overwatch, their only uh, their only deal, and I don't know if we paid because I'm not involved on that aspect of it. Um, there might be a license fee, um, but uh, from a marketing perspective, they were like, you, have, we just, you just have to call it a community tournament. It's an Overwatch community tournament. That's how you have to phrase it. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'll follow yeah. that. Right. Um, but otherwise, I think they're pretty happy because, in, it, it, I mean, it's a direct promotion of oh, their sure. product. Right. Um, and who's going to argue with for free advertising, right. you know? Right. Um, and some of the games are free, like Fortnite is a free game. Um, so, um, yeah, we've, we've found that uh, that is probably the least complicated piece of it. Um, okay. And that they're more than happy usually to, to be a part of the event. Some of them have those quirky things like League sure. of Legends. Don't well, use yeah. our logo, but sure. Um, and so, but that's a that's a process too that you gotta, okay. you gotta try to figure out along the way. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, it there's there's audio visual needs are huge for this, as you might imagine. It's right. a pretty visual event. Um, and you guys are renting most of that stuff, even the consoles, that kind of yeah, thing. Or we've you purchase the consoles because we figure we're going to be doing this sure. um, every year, and it gives our our staff also an opportunity outside of the gaming tournament to to. Um, test our network and play the different games online to see how they, you know, they perform. I um, mean, get more familiar with it. It is kind of a fun job, obviously. Yeah, you got you guys just get those set up in the break yeah. room, and you know. <laughs> well, I run the Madden tournament. And of course, every year the game turns, and, and True. so um, this year we'll be playing Madden 19. Last year's Madden 18. Well, of course, three weeks before, I'm like, well. You know, I, I don't even know how much different it is from the year before. Take the game home and play it. And there so, you, go. you know, I got a little preview of Madden 18 myself. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's interesting in, in, in that regard. But it's, it's uh, it, it, we buy the televisions. So the, the screens that those console games are on, the big screen TVs, we've bought those. Okay. Um, and so we have all of this for year after year after year. But there's other uses for those things. Um, you know, we need televisions to go out on, on site for various things that we do throughout the year. Right. So it's not like we invested in all of this just for this, just one, for event, this one event. It has other, um, other um, uses, including the console games, which sounds, I know, just absurd that, yeah, we've got PlayStation 3s and we've got Xboxes. <laughs> we've got... But... There's a those have to work on our network, and we want people to be familiar. If we get calls, tech support calls, with I'm trying to play, um, you know, this game online on my PS3. Well, guess what? We've got probably ten people in that office that have played that game on PS3. Perfect. And there's nothing better than that to those people. They're speaking the same language, mm -hmm. and they know how the controls and the settings work on a PS3. And um, it sounds like you pay to you're paying your staff to play games, and that's a piece of it. I'm sure. Yeah, they're playing games, but they're it's part of their job because sure. they, we get a lot of calls with people who have an Xbox or PlayStation connectivity issues or settings that need to be adjusted. Right, right, definitely. Well, I've got two last questions for you. Um, uh, one of them is you mentioned how, what a fine line it is that, you know, people show up expecting to hear an hour-long spiel about that. <laughs> so how do you guys determine? But at the same time, you're making a big investment in this. You want to be sure that they leave knowing who put this on, knowing, you know, the, the benefits of, uh, of service from Paul Bunyan Communications. So how do you guys walk that line? What are some ways that you, 
that you do promote Paul Bunyan and maybe what are some ways that you guys decided not to get in people's face with it? How do you walk that line? Yeah, you know, we, uh, we make it all about gaming that day. Um, and so obviously you have to announce various things throughout the day. And, um, and so I do a lot of self-promotion that way from time to time, talking about Paul Bunyan and how the GigaZone is ideal for gaming um, and things like that. But it's, it's very conversational and very sporadic. It is not constant. Not every time I open the mic am I talking, you know, about Paul Bunyan and the services we provide. So we sprinkle some of that in. And then, of course, we brand the thing. I mean, you can't miss our logo. You can't miss, you know, GigaZone's a a word in the vernacular of northern Minnesota. Um, People know what that means now. That's where you want to be. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and so, um, you know, anytime you see the GigaZone or... or, um, here the GigaZone, I think you know it's Paul Bunyan Communications, but it, of course we brand the whole facility that day um, to, to make sure people know. And then our staff, you know, they've all got GigaZone gaming shirts for the event, but it has our Paul Bunyan Communications logo on it. It was an interesting when we started this, you know, they didn't, um, you know, internet staff isn't as familiar with marketing. You know, we called it the GigaZone Gaming Championship and the first drafts of everything came out and that's all it was. I'm like, no, 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 no. You gotta put Paul Bunyan Communications on this. That's the mothership. Right. You know, you gotta you gotta remember that. And now they're good about it because they realize, you know, that's that's the part of branding that we need. Um, but uh, yeah, so we try to be very subtle. It's not an in your face where you're gonna slam you with you need to sign up for our services or anything like that. We just remind people that uh, these services are available at your home if you within live within our service territory. Talk about our fiber optic network, um, on and off throughout the day, but uh, real subtly um, as we're making various announcements of what's tournament or open gaming and all of that stuff. Any idea, um, and I said I only had two more questions, but I I just love this idea, and it's fun kind of unpacking it. Um, So real quick, before I get to my real last question, do you have any way of knowing or have you guys looked at how many folks are coming from within the area versus how many are coming in? Um, And it may be hard to put, you know, to figure that out. Yeah, we got a clicker at the door just to figure out attendance if we can. And so many people come in and out because it's a free-flowing event. You can come at noon and go for back, come back at 6. So it's hard to, you know, say for duplicating numbers. Um, We don't, it's, uh, we do limit the, uh, the teams that can participate in the main stage tournament to those that live in the 218 area code. Okay. So we're not getting teams. I mean, we want this to be our regionals championship sure. gaming tournament. Right. Um, and that one event. I mean, you can come from Nebraska and participate in the Madden tournament. Sure. You just can't participate in the Overwatch um, 3v3. All the team members must come from the 218 area code. Um, and But we do. We've seen people come from Minneapolis. Um, we've seen people come from Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota. Um, and it's fun because we just talk to people. And that's how we find out if they're coming from afar. Obviously, we get a good, um, a good local um, audience um, because it's convenient. Yeah, right. You know, um, but um, it really kind of is funny too because October is a weird time in northern Minnesota. It could be seventy-five degrees or it could be ten degrees. Okay. So the nicer it is the worse it is for us actually because people know that this might be the last weekend we have like this okay i can see that yeah um, we so held you're... it in november um the first year and that was ideal for me because we knew it wouldn't probably be very nice in november right. on a weekend where people aren't going to be out on the lake fishing right um, but then we have deer hunting and it interfered with deer hunting okay um, and so this is over mea weekend which is a weekend where school is out on thursday friday and so um that's what we really wanted to line it up with there's other logistics involved. Um, we have a D1 hockey team that plays at the facility, so we can't have this tournament That's when there's true. a home hockey game. Okay. And so we haven't been able to get the ME weekend because of that, but this year it worked out where there isn't a home hockey game, and we were able to book it. And, uh, and so that helps. 
Um, yeah, so, you know, again, um, uh, it, it's hard to tell if we're getting people from a, a long ways away or nearby unless we ask, and we do. I mean, a lot of our staff is curious, and we like to talk to the people. Where are you from? Yeah, right. Um, of course, we recognize a lot of people and know they're local. Um, sure. But, yeah, it draws. We know that it draws because okay. the top three teams in the League of Legends tournament last year were from Duluth and the Iron Range. Okay. Which... We do serve a piece of the Iron Range. Um, we go as far east as Grand Rapids and uh, Coleraine, if people are familiar with northern Minnesota. But Hibbing, Virginia, Duluth, that's outside of our service territory. Duluth's about two and a half hours from Bemidji. And we get people from there. We get people from the Fargo-Moorhead area, about two and a half hours away. Um, so we know we're getting a lot from our region. As far as drawing from even further away, we see it. Um, and hopefully that will grow. But obviously they have to hear about it and come up. But we've had people from Minneapolis and um, St. Cloud. So we're drawn. Sure. Yeah. And, and if we're uh, if we're looking to name the next hit video game, Iron Range is not a bad idea for a name of a video game. Actually, that, I like that. They, they name their teams. Almost <laughs> all of them were Iron Range. Oh, I bet. Something. Yeah, you got to do something with that. Last question for you. If somebody is listening to this and uh, hopefully they're not in northern Minnesota, but say somebody, you know, a ways away, not to conflict with anything that you're doing. Um, but if somebody's thinking, you know, we're trying to reach out to gamers, whether they do a tournament like this or whether they do something else, what piece of advice would you give either for somebody starting a tournament or just somebody trying to reach out and let gamers know, hey, we have, you know, synchronous speeds that, that will really help you and, and make your your hobby, like you said, make uh, let you be able to, to use your investment you've made in gaming better. What advice would you give for somebody who's in that boat? Well, you know, um, it's a big undertaking. I mean, when we started this, I knew, because um, we have done a, quite a few different large events um, in my tenure, um, that it was going to be an undertaking and that it would get better. Um, the first year is always the worst year. Um, and it went great, but there's always things that you can improve, like the arcade games. That was not there the first year. Okay. We walked in five minutes into being there that day and said, why didn't we get arcade uh, games for the walls? Right. I mean, one, it just adds that visual. Sure. And then it adds a whole other component of fun. Um, but know that uh, that um, it, 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 it does take a little bit. It's going to take an investment if you want to do it right. Um, and you can do it different ways. You can do sponsors and you can do things like that if, if, if you don't want to make it your own investment um, and pay for it all yourself. You can do that um, in, in other ways. And of course, that, that also splinters the marketing for you as well. And that's why True. we didn't want to do this. We wanted it. It is our event and we'll in include other partners in it, but they're not sponsors. Um, and, and it's all about Paul Bunyan and there's no other conflicts at the event to, to make it seem like who's putting this on or how's it going. But there, there are ways to offset costs is through sponsorships. And I, we've had people who want to sponsor this event. Um, so there's definitely interest there. Um, and you can form some pretty interesting partnerships because every community probably has some sort of gaming um, business, whether that's a GameStop or a, um, or a magic uh, a dealer or um, things like that. There's some partnerships that you can form that you could help maybe offset your costs. Or if you've got a, a really local TV dealership that you might be able to just get the TVs for that particular weekend, you know, those sorts of things. There's ways that you can work it out. But I think, you know, from us, I've been blown away. I, again, I'm not a huge gamer. I'm a, I'm a casual gamer. The traction that this thing has gotten for our cooperative locally 
regionally and nationally has blown us all away. We had no idea. I mean, we thought we were coming up with something pretty creative for a rural area. Yeah. Um, we're we're rewriting the book or creating anything new in the sense. I mean, these tournaments are held in big cities all the time. Um, we just want to encapsulate that and bring it to our area because you can do it. It doesn't have to be on that L.A. Forum grand scale. You can scale it down for you and make it work. And even if that's a smaller one tournament type deal at a small venue, um, you're, you know, maybe that's the way you start. And we see that. I mean, there's a little gaming tournaments happening all over. Um, but you can raise it to the next level. And I think really score some cool points with the gamers in your community. And then they become your biggest advocate they're selling our services year-round talking about how they've got the competitive advantage because there's low latency and those uploads and download speeds are so fast excellent well it certainly sounds like you guys have have taken a good idea and taken it to the next level so he is brian bissonette the marketing supervisor at paul bunyan communications in bemidji minnesota thanks for joining me absolutely great to see you again andy it was a fun idea. And by the way, if you're interested in the GigaZone that he mentioned uh, earlier, we recorded um, two episodes with, uh, with Brian back maybe a year and a half ago. So I'll try to put links to those uh, in the show notes here for this podcast. So you can go back and, and hear a little bit more about what they're doing with the branding uh, there for GigaZone. But uh, we'll be, um, I think we've got one more podcast to do up here in Minnesota. And I appreciate you listening. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.